0: Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast.
1: Hey, Wizards fans. Thanks for checking in on this latest edition of the Wizards Talk podcast. Chris Miller here flying solo on this edition. Coming up, I'll have a conversation with Frank Howard, who was in town recently. To work out for his hometown, Washington Wizards, Howard played his four-year college ball at Syracuse. But before that, the Suitland, Maryland native spent three years at PVI. That's Paul VI for all of you people that don't know about the best high school conference in the country, the WCAC. Frank and I talk about a lot of things. We talk about go-go music, mambo sauce. We uh, get into the rivalry that was... PVI versus Gonzaga versus DeMatha. We also talk about if indeed he really tricked Zion Williamson in that game this past season between Syracuse and that school in Durham. Plus, if he was to have a pickup game, which one of the three Duke prospects would be on his team? That's a tease. Sit back and relax. Listen to my conversation with Frank Howard. And just a reminder, as always, make sure you download and subscribe to this edition of the Wizards Talk Podcast. Down to three on the shot clock. Frank Howard, nothing but net. Hey, man, it's always good on a podcast when you talk to some local talent coming home, trying to fulfill a dream that I'm sure Frank has had for a long time. Frank, welcome back home, man. What was it like actually coming back and then working out for the Wizards?
0: I mean, to be honest, it was a little surreal. You know, um, even making a drive down here today. You know, I I'm on the way looking around. It's the same streets I saw always saw growing up. Now, and I'm not really from around this area, but you know, just being around the DMV area in general. You know, you see, find your way around the train station, and you pull up to the Wizards
1: facility, and you're walking in for a workout. It's kind of you know, surreal. And to go through the process, and now it's over. With I think you went for guys went for about an hour. Mm-hmm. What did you want to get accomplished today in this workout?
0: Uh, to be honest, show my competitiveness. Mm-hmm. You know, um, just. Just be just be a dog out there on, on both ends of the floor, you know um, uh, show my skills, show my passing as best as I can, shot making ability, you know make as many shots as I can, and you know just you know be a team guy within a, a 4 man workout.
1: Mm-hmm. So when you're at Syracuse, I- I'm always curious to ask guys who are going about the process of being NBA players. Do you go on to walk workouts to prove to guys that you can be an on-ball defender? Because the one thing I did know about you when you played at PVI here in high school was mm-hmm. you were a really good on-ball defender. Mm-hmm. And then you go to college, you played there for four years in the zone system. How much are you trying to relate to the scouts and the people that are watching you that, you know, in this league you can't guard ball? Yeah, I mean,
0: uh, I'm not one of these guys that, you know, I feel like I, I can do a lot of things on the basketball court. I'm very versatile, but, you know, I... I I still know my role. I still know my game, and uh, defending the ball and uh, on the defensive end is, uh, you know, a huge part of my game and what I can bring to the table. So, you know, uh, if I can just get the most out of my ability and talent, um, you know, then I have a good day.
1: To be a six-five point guard, you'd normally have the advantage in your matchup, right? Mm-hmm. So, at this level, um, there are all kinds of sizes of point guards, and as you know, this is a point guard-driven league. Is there anybody that is playing in the league where you? Maybe not model your game after, but you take bits and pieces of that person's game. If so, who is that? Um,
0: I mean, I have a guy mo- I try to model my game after. You know, he's not in the league anymore, but, you know, for today's game, I try to pick up from every- everybody. You know, um, I'm watching all games all day. You know, I'm looking at the Conleys, the Westbrooks, the Lillers, the, you know, whoever it is, Donkage, you know, whoever I can, you know, try to pull be- bits and pieces from, you know, um, I don't want to, you know, try to be like anyone in the league, you know, but I do want to, you know, get to that level they're they're in, and uh, I just try to learn as much as I can from them.
1: Tell me about your four years at Syracuse. If you could capsulize it in basically a couple of sentences, how would you describe your time there?
0: Well, one word, you know, maturity. You know, I just feel like I grew on and off the court up there. You know, I became a man in Syracuse. Uh, you know, I was put in positions that, you know, growing up, and, you know, you envision your college – you know, I never thought I'd be in. You know, dealing with injuries, suspensions, and uh, and uh, you know, just playing time and starting minutes, and you know, full games and the whole nine. I feel like uh, I I saw. You know, I was in every kind of every situation that you can you can really be in. I was a bench player to a guy that played 40 minutes. You know, um, so I feel like I saw everything. I learned a lot, um,
1: and uh, you know, I just feel like I'm I matured. During that maturity, though, there are always those ebbs and flows. You know, mm-hmm. you have your probably your highest moment at Syracuse, and then you probably had the lowest moment. Mm-hmm. How did you find the balance to kind of navigate the waters? You
0: know, just faith and family. You know, um, those two things are my core. You know, I just always stay strong, keep my head above water. You know, I don't want to shy away from anything. You know, I want to look it in the eyes and, you know, um, just stay solid. You know, uh, that's what my, my dad taught me, you know, uh, stay solid, whatever. Whatever happens, you know, um, and take it on the chin and uh, move forward. So, you know, I don't want to jump over things or overlook things, but, you know, I want to learn from it. I don't want it to,
1: you know, hold me back. The best lesson that you learned not being available in the NCAA tournament was what?
0: Decisions, you know, mm-hmm. split second, you know, it could be over. You know, I'm just lucky that was basketball and not my life. Right. So, you know, I just try to, um, you know, move forward from that and learn from it, but, you know, life is
1: all about your decision. Do you think that that is something a part of this process that will be brought up or has been brought up? And how do you explain it to people that don't know Frank Howard?
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, it definitely it should be brought up. Um, I'm expecting it to be brought up, you know, and I kind of want it to be brought up. So, you know, I can, I, I can, you know, it's not really explain my side, but, you know, I can, I can show that I, I, I'm willing to take it on, you know, and I learn from it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, that, that I don't want that one moment to define me. So you know, I want to be able to speak about it. You know, and, and look a man in his eye and talk about it. So you know, he knows that that's not that's not who I am.
1: I'm looking at your arm here, and I'm mm-hmm. always um, I'm always curious at looking at guys' ink on their mm-hmm. arms and what it represents. And I see a date here. It's July fourth, two thousand and two. Mm-hmm. What's the significance of that?
0: Uh, it's the day my brother passed. Yeah, uh, he was about twenty-three years old. Um, I was pretty young, but, uh, you know, he passed and, uh, that was my first tattoo. Just wanted, um, you know, get something, you know, big to remember him about, remember, uh, his name and, uh, you know, just show everyone, you know, I hope that's the first thing people see, you know, and I want that to be the first. Tell me about your older brother. Uh, you know, I was young, but, you know, I rarely remember anything from, from being that young, but I remember those times, you know, especially with the family together and, you know, um. He left me some nieces and uh, nephews that I get to look at and they're beautiful. You know, I get to look at and remember him every day. And, uh, you know, that's why I I come to these workouts. And, you know, it's kind of hard to explain. You know, I get lost for words. You know, I just try to leave
1: everything on the court. I think about family. Family is really important on these journeys. Um, As I told you before we started this podcast, I've seen you play basketball since you were probably a sophomore in high school. and. You went to the wrong school, but we won't (laughs) hold that against you. Uh, (laughs) But to have The first time, the first time. Right, the first time, (laughs) yeah. Going going to that school in D.C., Mm -hmm. I won't say their name. Uh, But family, how important is that uh, when you're going through this? Because it's not just Frank Howard on Mm -hmm. the basketball court. There is a support system that is around you that helps you go from being At PVI to playing AAU to get to Syracuse and now to ultimately be this close from reaching your dream of playing in the NBA. Talk about your support system.
0: Yeah, it's huge. You know, um, that's why people don't really. I talk about things I went through um, and uh, you know my accomplishments and uh, all those things in one, and they're the first to I hear from every time. You know, if, if I need a pat on the back and applause, you know, they're the first to give it to me, and if I need a kick in the butt, you know, they're the first to give it to me. So. Uh, my family is my everything. You know, uh, being away from 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 home for about four or five years, you know, you kind of, you don't know how much you miss them till you get mm-hmm. back back around. And uh, brother,
1: how did you deal with that cold up there?
0: Look, look, uh, man. Talk I'm to still, me. I still got PTSD. <laughs> I, still, I still wake up in chills, <laughs>
1: looking outside. It's just, it's unbelievable. Man, it, <laughs> Yeah, that cold is something different. Yeah. So when the hawk hits you the first time up there, and for people on this podcast that don't know what the hawk is, the hawk is when it's, it's real cold outside to the point where you need to you get you inside and swoop down and grab you right. up. Yeah. Grab you up. When did the hawk hit you the first time up in Syracuse?
0: Uh, actually, on my visit, it was uh, really? yeah, I, I, I actually commit. I knew I wanted to go to Syracuse, so I committed off an of unofficial, okay. and uh, I was a senior and went up committed for my official. And uh, it was a, I remember, like it was yesterday, it was April, April, uh, April 29th, going into May. It's a big, big party day I went up for. Uh, it's called Mayfest. Okay. And it's supposed to be a nice day where everyone goes outside. Did you say April 29th? April 29th. And, you know, it was cloudy when we got there, a little chilly. It said, bring a bring a light jacket. And uh, we woke up the next day in the snow. And I, and I was just standing outside. I remember standing outside the gym like, Mom, like. Where am I? Yeah. <laughs> Where are we? Yeah, North like, Pole. Yeah, and I was just like, man, forget it. I, I'm, I'm tired of the heat. You know, I'm used to humidity back home. And, uh, you know, but that was the first time that I really saw it. And then that that first winter, it just was it, – it's unbelievable that, yeah. we, that, that you live in that. But Tell me about yeah. your best game you played at Syracuse. I think my best game was – I have two in mind, but we didn't win, so – yeah, you know that that doesn't count. That's don't, the tough part about it. It's like you feel like those. you gave yeah, your individual count, greatness. I yeah, I can't count those at, at all. But uh, definitely, um, probably probably the the, the Duke game at Duke uh, this year. R.J. Barrett a deep three, and Chuku, fittingly, the ball in his hands as the game ends. Jim Bayheim another win over the number one ranked team in the country. Yeah, was, uh, I didn't even score that many points. I think about 17, 18 points, but you know, I just felt like I was in control, controlled the game the whole time and uh, you know, you got to win.
1: Did you get you get asked a lot about did you trip Zion or not? That, was that the game where yeah, all that stuff yeah, came out?
0: Yeah, I mean, now that I my 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 friends ask me and, and people I'm close to. Uh-huh. yeah. Your people ask you that? Yeah, yeah, it? yeah. I mean, now like the people I really know, but uh-huh. it's not like I'm walking down the street
1: and somebody like, yeah. So when when your people, mm-hmm. your people ask you that, mm-hmm. how did you respond to it?
0: Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm honest, you know, uh, I didn't want it I didn't mean to trip him or, or, you know, I wasn't trying to hurt him, mm-hmm. you know, uh, he dunked the ball and he's a big guy and he, you know, he does his run back and he, you know, he bumps <laughs> you and, and, and <laughs> he bumps you and, you know, uh, I've been, bu- I'm waiting for the ball and I was bumped two or three times mm-hmm. and, uh, it was him and Deloria. I remember, it you know, very, you know, vividly him and Deloria, uh, both running at me mm-hmm. and, uh, you know. I, I turned to my side, and I tried to split in between it, and I was like, uh, you know, it, it, it was looking like I was going to get hit. So, you know, I was just like, hey, if I'm going to get hit, you know, uh, I'm going to just, you know, stand my, my, my ground. And, right. then I, and then I did it, and I was like, oh, man, he tripped, like hit. Like, you know, I I, I have no problem. Like, you know, it's basketball. I, I still think it's a tough guy sport, you know. Yeah. So I'm, uh, I'm all for the, the grabbing, you know, elbows within the game, you know. Mm-hmm. Not not anything dirty
1: or you know, but I I like the game physical. So you didn't feel like it, it wasn't a malicious thing in your mind. It No, was just, no, over well, yeah. the course of competing in basketball. Yeah, it's yeah, okay. and, and I'm
0: definitely you know, I'm 22 years old. You know, my mom tells me I, I think I'm too grown, but you know, I think I'm a grown man. You know, and I and if I if I did something, you know, I, I, and I thought it was right, you know, uh, I, I'm gonna think it was right, you know. So if I if I yeah. thought that was you know, like hey, I tripped him. If I thought I tripped him, you know, I would say I tripped him. You know,
1: it's basketball, but I, I didn't try to trip them. You know, All right, I gotta or, ask or, or you. Try to hurt them. Everybody has an opinion about mm-hmm. the draft that's coming up, the top players. You competed, okay, against mm-hmm. what is perceived to be at least three of the top five, six guys in the draft. Mm-hmm. I'm asking you, Frank Howard, off of your competing with Zion. RJ Barrett and Cam Reddish. Of them three, who do you think is the best basketball player that you competed against on that team? That's tough because they uh, they
0: all had different roles, and you know, and they all on one team, mm-hmm. so they were able to feed off each other. And, and you know, certain guys were were putting certain roles, you know, and so you couldn't really see a lot from them, and, or, or you did see a lot of one guy. So. But uh, all three are definitely phenomenal players. You know, even though they they're from those Dukies. You know, even even though I'm they're I'm surprised from those, I those, even those, said the name. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, caught me off guard a little bit. I was gonna say they all terrible, but you know, <laughs> but, you know nah, I'm joking. But you know, all three of those guys are, are, are phenomenal players. And uh, all right, I but, ask uh, it like this: uh, yeah, You playing pickup? Mhm.
1: Which one of them you taking first on your team?
0: Since I'm a point guard playmaker. Uh, I'm taking Zion because he's a finisher okay. and uh and a workhorse but you know uh Cam Reddish is uh, probably the most talented out of the, out of the out of the two Zions that ha- has the best motor you know and uh and, and I feel like RJ is just uh, has the best feel so you know all three brings something different it's just it's just really what you need at the time they kind of one of those uh 1a 1b 1c type Got of you. type of
1: thing so yeah it was tough to compete against them because they had such versatile skill sets?
0: Hey, I mean, you can't say it was easy if you lost. So, you know, yeah. we, we lost that last game. It was a tough one. But, uh, you know, I think we, we made it really tough on him with the zone. Yeah. You know, we did our best, even though Zion went 13 for 13. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, we tried to make it tough for him. But, you know, he hit he, the boys really tough. And uh, But, you know, they, they were a great team. And uh, I'm surprised they uh, they didn't, you know, make it further than they did. You know, everybody thought they were. But, you and know, that's college. You know how it is. You You're a man. One that's bad night. half a bad night you know (laughs) (laughs) just a quarter of a bad night you know it could be over for you so you know that's
1: just college two more things and i'll get you out of here i appreciate it frank howard joining us here on the wizards talk podcast i want to go back to your high school days man the competition in this area it is my position that it prepares you for any level of basketball after high school because every night that tuesday night Mm -hmm. or that friday night or maybe that saturday or sunday you, you know, in the WCAC, you better bring your game because you might get embarrassed. Tell me some of the better players that you played against when you were in the WCAC, and how much fun was it to play it in that at that division?
0: Man, since I was uh, even before that, you know, sixth, seventh grade, you know, you playing is like that. But you know, getting to high school, you know, every year, DeMatha, every year Gonzaga, every year, um, you know. You got your – the whole the whole conference, you know, you even the Carols, and, you know, you might have a, a, a one team that's low one year, but, you know, every night you're going to come out there and it's a dogfight. You know, it's a dogfight. These are the same – everybody knows your game. You know, um, it, it – it, I don't want to say it's like the NBA, but it's almost like, you know, it's a scout without a scout. You know, everyone knows your game. The crowd knows you. You know, you and, – and, and everything is about bragging rights and, and winning. You know, you um, know. And I think that's one of the biggest parts of the WCAC is, is the winning aspect. I think that's what helps translate a lot of, for a lot of guys is that, you know, it doesn't matter unless you want, you know, I know a lot of different places you can go out there get 50 or 40 somewhere and get some highlights and post it. And, you know, you, you're getting a round of applause or a smack on your butt. You know, you can have 60 and lose. And, you know, guys will be like, you're nice, but, you know, you ain't like that. You know? Right. <laughs> so, you know, just that winning aspect. But, you know, as far as players, you know, stinging all the way back, you know, he, when I was a young guy, you know, James Robinson, those guys, that just was so solid, you know, it was just so hard to beat, Mel, Melo Trimble, um, Markel, his last year, you know, he was tough to guard, you know, V.J. King on my team, you know. Um, and he came to you list, from Ohio, from so Ohio, he wasn't yeah, even from here, and he saw brought him his him every day, yeah, yeah. and, uh, you know and we and, and and our coach you know gave us the best schedule possible so we saw Oak Hill every year Mount Verde every year you know um, we we traveled a lot so you know that, that 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 translation you
1: know I think is is the best best there is coach Ferrello, I have to give him props it's hard cuz I got <coughs> a son playing at Dematha but I got to give credit where his credit is due especially after what happened this year I don't know if you really followed along Oh yeah I did they're two best I players I did uh, both tour I think they're ACLs in like mm-hmm. just a couple of weeks of each other uh Jeremy Roach Anthony Harris yes. I think they are phenomenal players and they're going to Duke and Carolina respectively when you as an alumnus how much did you follow what PVI was doing this year and then to actually share the league mm-hmm. title without two of their best players mm-hmm. man that really speaks volumes about what they had going on at PVI this year huge man huge that's something you know Coach Ferrello helped
0: help me get where I am today, you know, and I love him to death. And that PBI family, you know, I love them to death. You know, I just got off the phone with them the other day. You know, they calling me, telling me to come back around. You know, and want to see, and I miss those guys. And you know, feelings mutual. But you know, him, just the connection he has with his players, his players and his team. You know, um, you can see why they, why those guys and and, not, and, and my teams of the past, you know, got got over those humps. You know, and uh I feel for those two guys, you know, a lot, you know. Uh, I tore my ACL my junior year, yep. so I, I know exactly how how they feel, especially when you got a lot of expectations on you. You know, you want to prove a lot of people right and wrong, you mm-hmm. know. So, you know, I was praying for those guys throughout the year. You know, I reached out to them and uh, just tried to be be around as much as I can. But, you know, uh, you know, Coach Rello, just, uh, you know, he's one of the best coaches uh, to do it in an area, if you ask me.
1: Yeah, I'll finish with this since you're a D.C. guy from Suitland. Mm-hmm. Did you take Go Go music up to you to Syracuse, or did you get anybody uh, listening to it and being like, "Oh, okay, I can get down with this"? Yeah, when I first got up there,
0: you know, I was I made sure I was stepping on toes. You know, I'm forcing the culture. You know, it was this is the way we're doing it. This is how I'm doing it. You know, this yeah. is, is what I'm on. You know, I, I started more getting in the mix with uh, New York culture, and you know, trying yeah. to be more of a you know, make everyone comfortable. But you right. know, I definitely brought those, brought that music up there. You know, all that stuff, even. You know, even hip hop. You yeah. know, I'm only listening to the guys from the area. But you know, uh, they know what it is now. You know, mm-hmm. at least they they might not like it, but they at least <laughs> they at least know what the genre is. Yeah, you threw yeah. the mambo sauce on your chicken wings up there too. Oh, uh, not up there, not, not up at there, all. No. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not touching no nothing called mambo outside of the city. But you know, unless home, it was brought to you by moms unless and it was them, bought, right. brought to me firsthand. You know, but uh, every
1: time I'm home, you know, I, I go to my spot. There you yeah. go. Hey, man, Frank, listen. I'm proud of you, man. Thank you. Best of luck to you on your journey, wherever it is. It'd be great if it's here, but if it's not, there's 29 other opportunities in this league. God bless you, man.